Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Bruni's Breakdown, the 24-7 sports podcast. I'm your host, Matthew Bruni, along with my co-host, Colin Mitchell. I just want to let everyone know that I'm honored. I am, I am honored <laughs> yeah, to finally be recognized we, we got for my a co-host. You've been promoted, Colin. Congratulations. Right. I'm, I'm now pushing to change the show name. Yeah, yeah. you actually <laughs> sit up in your chair for once in your life. So you can actually engage I gotta be in some conversation. Now, you know? now I'm making the big bucks. Yeah, you're, you're, you're moving up in here. Um, so, Colin, uh, I want to start off this podcast with a dream, which which sounds weird, I guess. A dream. So okay. I, I had a dream. Um, or should we save this? Should we save this? No, it's a good, it's a good intro. You know, I don't want to start off with with the with the bad, with the sad. I guess this whole podcast is going to be sad because North Texas, obviously, you know, they lost their two games this week to the Florida schools on the road. But last night I was in bed sleeping, <laughs> sleeping. and um, I had a dream, like an extended dream, where I'm. This is this shows how much I think about this freaking this team and this league, where. <laughs> I had a dream, and I was at the super pit, like, watching a game, and then all of a sudden, someone said, oh, there's a trade. And I was like, okay, what What do you mean? What's it, What trade? Like, UNT just traded Roosevelt Smart and Emoji Gibson for uh, Zach Bryant from UAB. And I was like, oh, my gosh. And, yeah, I basically had a whole dream about this, and it was pretty insane. Were you Woj? I, was ba- I didn't drop it. No, no, I didn't. no Bruni bombs. No Bruni bombs. But yeah, that's just it was a weird dream. So it got me thinking like what other what other trades like would be really interesting in Conference USA. I wonder what what would classify as like a first round pick. Like was that like would it be like your top recruit? Like <laughs> like, like if you I have if, to give up your highest rated recruit for like, next season. Yeah, like if I was like but then I just wouldn't recruit. I'd just be like, "All right." Like yeah, but then you kind of it's always yourself. it's always like it has to be like a certain star. You'd have to get like a rating, the twenty four seven sports rating. Yeah, but then, but then you don't get any recruits because then you have to give them your first. But then you don't even have a second if you don't recruit. If you don't recruit, that's well. a fair point. I thought that was super interesting because, like, that trade on surface level, I don't like talking about college, play training college players because you know they don't make money or anything like that. It's not they're not pros, but still, just think about the premise of that. Like Roosevelt Smart, you know, junior going to be a senior. Emoji Gibson, young freshman, a lot of potential. For Zach Bryant from UAB, who is like averaging like 16 points a game for UAB, their best player. Like you put Zach Bryant with Ryan Woolridge, Zach Simmons. Know what's funny about that though? Jordan Duffy. It like, take, take more time to get them like acclimated <laughs> to the team than there are games. Like if it was I like agree. a midseason trade, you had like 10 games in. It take yeah. 20 games to get him used to anything, and that's only if you make like a CBI. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, we finally got him, and then he graduates. I'm just saying, like the thought of that type of trade is super intriguing to me. Trans- like, trade portal. Trade. Wh- portal. Where's yeah. the NCAA trade portal? Yeah, exactly. Um, but no, there's just trades like that. Um, if there was, I'm trying to think. Like if you could trade, like yeah. So yeah, we started talking about it off the air, like trading for like a prospect or. Your your twenty twenty set your twenty twenty two top recruit um, has to be thrown into the deal, like just all this stuff. So who's GM? You gotta have like GM. Grant you have to like GM. a whole front Grant's office now. The GM. Grant is the GM. Grant ain't letting anyone trade anybody. Yeah, that's, that's true. Grant gonna trade for all the 
the, all the six three guards in the league and just take over the league with them <laughs> and still somehow out rebound everybody. That's what he's gonna do. Yeah. Um, but no, that that was basically that was that was my whole thing. I was just really fascinated by that. Let us know. Send us your trades, hypothetical trades, obviously, because they're not gonna happen. Yeah. But who you would trade, and why? Who would you trade for, and why as well? And like. I mean, we can get nerdy about this if y'all want. Let's let's do let's we'll do one hypothetical here. What would it off take, the top of our heads? We what would it even... take to get Javon Jackson? Oh, he's a sophomore, bro. That's a that's so untradeable. That's untouchable. Injury, injury prone, injury prone. Would he pass a physical? <laughs> would he pass a physical? <laughs> On UNT, you ain't trading. There's nobody you could get. There's nobody you could trade. What you know, Emoji Gibson, Rose, Larry Wise. <laughs> In a, in a future future 2021. Jalen Jackson thrown in there. Oh, I said 2021. Oh, okay, okay. 2021. Yeah, yeah. you got to keep Jalen. All right. It's 2021. Mo, Mo and... Who do we say? Larry? Yeah. And Abdul? The, 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 a real big problem with this, like a really, really bad side effect of being, being... If you were able to do trades, would be the fact that if you had a really bad quote-unquote front office, you'd have like everyone graduating the next season have to just pick up a bunch of like Johns. Or like junior college guys, yeah, just, just like that are good for like one a, year, just two a years. bunch of just like walk-ons. This is, I think we've okay. I think we've stretched this hypothetical That's as far enough. as we needed to. People listen to us because they want to know what we think about North Texas, Colin. Not so because of these, not because of these trades, that, right? I, I, what we're talking about, why we're talking about trades, is because. Some bad things happened. <laughs> some very. You know, I think that's why I had the dream because, like, <laughs> North Texas, you're needs, just trying to think of they things that somebody. you can do. They need people. The name of this podcast is going to be, and then there were six, because literally there were six players by the end of this weekend's games. Um, I want to start off with FIU, FAU's game, though. Both these games were on the road. They're annual Florida trips. They're the last two games before pod play, before bonus play, whatever you want to call it. And North Texas went out to FAU. They were, they fell behind. And then they they came back. It was a one point game, thirty one to thirty, with about three three minutes into the second half. And then Ryan Woolridge goes down. He does his euro step in transition, and then the defender's knee kind of hits his upper thigh to groin area. Um, I thought it looked like to me he got dead legged. I was like, okay, well he'll just it's bruised, you know, it'll hurt for a while, but he'll be able to walk it off. And we haven't got any clarification on that injury since then, really. Right. All we've got is that, like, it was probably his groin, you know. It's not as it, – it, I don't I don't even know anything else beyond that, really, because he could be back next week. He could be gone. I don't know. But um, I know Ryan wasn't feeling, like, a significant amount of pain before the, the second game, but – the FAU game, he was definitely in pain, and they didn't want to rush him back, you know, knowing mm-hmm. that they didn't need these wins. So he leaves with about 17 minutes left in the game. They score 17 points in the final 17 minutes. They turned the ball over more. Um, they were still able to hit a couple shots to like, keep it close for a while. And then FAU kind of just pulled away and ends up winning the game 57-47. The offense for North Texas, again, is uh, is the story, is the struggle. Um and when when Ryan goes out, you really just saw it. You saw just a lack of creativity, a lack of creation, um, and it showed in a team that FAU had a couple guys that could shoot really impressively. They had mm-hmm. some physicality to them. They had some strength to them in the post. 
Zach Simmons had another struggle. Um, I mean, the entire weekend he basically struggled, but he struggled down low. I don't know what this team is without Ryan, and it showed against FIU, the second game, that this team is, ex- I mean, is exactly what we knew they were. They're extremely limited to with- without Ryan. So um, FIU, they lose 69-59. They were close the whole game. You had six players play. You had four players play 40 minutes in uh, the starting lineup was DJ Mo or DJ Draper, Emoja Gibson, Roosevelt Smart, Zachary Simmons, and Michael Miller. And all of those except for Zach Simmons played 40 and Zach Simmons played 32. So you're in Florida, you're on the second game in three days. I mean, fatigue starts setting in. They missed shots that I really thought would have probably won them the game. Yeah. Because there was times where DJ got an open look missed it mo got an open look even though mo was fantastic i I do want to say that i thought mo was really good this entire weekend mo was good but they just couldn't hit that one shot to get over the hump and it hurt to see and because all they had to do because fiu started missing shots down down the stretch and so i thought that north texas was just one shot away time and time again to really pull back into it and they just couldn't do it and i feel like that's a story every game where we're after the game or every every loss I should say where we're looking back and we're like well yeah if they hit those those shots that they should be hitting then the game would be a completely different story and I feel like that's after every loss that they've had or every close game that they've had where they should have pulled away um and like you said we I mean we saw that against FAU and it's not like Ryan was doing great by any stretch of the imagination he's one for seven but when you like you said loses creativity his one for seven is uh his value is definitely not shown in the box score yeah so. The uh, I don't know what's really happened. What did DJ shoot in the FAU game? FAU DJ shot because in the one FIU, for three. Yeah, one for three. And then the FAU AU game, he FIU game, he was a little bit better, but he still had some open open looks. And I think you you, you mentioned to me you mentioned this to me before, but DJ Draper playing forty minutes is not something that he's used to. First of yeah. all, and then secondly, I mean that just fatigue starts just wearing on your body. Um, second second game in four days where he's been asked to take a load of the scoring uh, and creation even for that matter. Um, and it just kind of showed that his legs were kind of flat. He didn't hit the shots that I expect him to hit mm-hmm. late in the F- FIU game. And so that kind of led to the, the struggles for this team offensively, I should say. Um, I thought uh, Brian Bearden needs to be mentioned in the FIU game. He completely went off in the first half. I think he only scored like four points in the second half, but he was so good. Also, North Texas allowed defensively without Ryan Woolridge. It's a different defense, obviously. Yeah, I wrote that feature about Ryan Woolridge's defense because literally he is the engine to the defense. He's the reason the defense is any good. I don't have any problem saying that. He takes the defense to from an average defense to a really good defense. I mean, just his presence, his mm-hmm. a ball pressure, his effort his hustle his instincts i mean he's just tremendous so without him against fiu fiu comes out and hits 10 threes in the first half <laughs> that's tough yeah I mean, <laughs> it's the most by an opponent of all season and it happened in one half so if that doesn't really show you the the ability and what ryan Woolridge brings to this team i'm not sure what does i mean even though coach mccaslin admitted after the game they went under beard and screen at first and Bearden made him pay on a couple yeah, of occasions because Bearden's a good Bearden's a good guard, but I mean, 
it doesn't matter. I mean, Ryan, I think, holds him to half of what he does in the first half. Mm-hmm. That's just, I mean, injuries suck. Yeah, I mean, you can't help him. Uh, right. Yeah, I mean, you had four players play forty minutes, and Zach played thirty-two minutes. So I mean, I mean, I'm not gonna. You can't. You can't sit here and be upset about them losing to FIU. Even it's FAU after Ryan went down. I mean, you, you mentioned that they missed open shots, but that's kind of what this team is at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, Rose and the FAU game went two of eleven. This uh, FIU he went five of thirteen. Mm-hmm. That's just what you're gonna expect from him now. Um, and it's hard to deal with injuries when you don't have a dominant guy that can just come out and you can rely on. And Ryan was that guy, and now they don't have it. The man, it's just it sucks because going into the Florida games, I had the hope that Duffy was gonna be back. You know, yep. obviously Ryan well hadn't shown any problems before, so Ryan would be fine. So you had everyone back except Jemiah Simmons, pretty much. Mm-hmm. And now you leave the Florida week. And Ryan played a half of those games, but then Jordan Duffy comes out that Jordan Duffy tweaked his injury. So Jordan Duffy tweaked it, I believe, in a practice or something. I'm not sure. But he wasn't feeling comfortable, so he didn't play in either of the games. So you leave the Florida weekend with Duffy having tweaked his injury about four or five days ago. Uh, Ryan recently, I I mean, whether it's a bruise on his groin or I don't know what it is, but something with his groin. We don't know his status officially. Jemiah Simmons hopes to be back by, um, I mean, they, they don't play again until Saturday, I believe. So they have a full week off between games. Hopefully, Jemiah Simmons should be good by then. There's good and bad to these injuries, right? So the bad is that they're kind of irritable and they're kind of up in the air in a right, way. Yeah. So Duffy can easily tweak something. I mean, Duffy's... Not the most uh, sturdy guy, <laughs> but still, he can tweak this injury with his hip. Ryan's groin, I mean, he uses, obviously, his upper legs. He uses his legs a lot in yeah. basketball. Like, and, and the groin is very important. iffy for yeah. basketball players yeah, as Yeah, well. so, um, and then Jemiah, who, it was, a, it was a low ankle sprain, but it's still ankle sprain nonetheless, which can bother people. Yeah. We know that. So, you have three injuries. None of them are too severe, though. That's the good thing. Like, I would not. I'd be shocked if all three of them were not playing by the second pool play game. And that's on a Wednesday, so a week and a half from, so a week and a half from today, pretty much. I mean, I don't really know if I'd be shocked if. I think Duffy should be. Duffy should be back, but we've seen Duffy in the past. If he doesn't tweak anything, if nobody tweaks anything, right? So you're saying if his injury stays as is, yes. If they stay as it is, I think a week and a half is perfectly reasonable for all three of them. Jemiah Simmons especially, Ryan Woolridge especially, and Jordan Duffy, I think, should be good to go in a week and yeah. a half. Like, yeah. They were talking about him. He should have been playing on Thursday before he tweaked it. So I don't know how bad the tweak was, but still, I mean, yeah, all three of those guys should be good to go by the second pool play game. That's a week and a half from now. That's on a Wednesday. That's the good news. So the bad news is that the injuries cost them pool one, being in pool one. I don't really think matters at this point. Does it matter, Colin? That's that's what uh, I want to get I don't into. Really, I don't really think it does matter because it means what you we're still going to participate in the tournament. Yes. You weren't going to win the conference regular season. Yeah, regular season. You weren't going to win that because you were going to drop one of the, one, at least two games in the next however many games are left four. Mm-hmm. So if you got pool one, you have WKU, ODU, 
Southern Miss and who else? UTSA. Yeah, and UAE. yeah. You drop you drop at least one, if not two, of those games. So North Texas was already kind of out of the running. Um, after that uh, loss before uh-huh. FAU, who did who who North Texas play? Before FAU, yeah. Uh, Western. Western, yeah. So I don't really think it matters. I think right now you just need to focus on getting everyone healthy and getting everyone right for the tournament, which I think is the most important thing. Now, obviously, you don't want to get to like a ten seed or anything, which would be awful. Which is on the table. Which yeah, it's yeah, it's definitely on the table. Look, like literally, the four teams behind North Texas in their pod are seven and seven, so they're a game back of North yeah. Texas. So if North Texas goes one and three, there's a very good possibility that they fall to the nine of the ten. Like that's that's an yeah. actual thing. The thing is, I think it's really easy to say that. I just think that, like, okay, y'all are making the best out of a good out of the situation right now. I completely understand that. Saying that North Texas, like, it's not a big deal. You just want to be healthy going into the tournament, right? But I think it's a pretty big deal not being in that top pod because if you get in the top pod. Not only if you get the four seed, you get a bye in the first round, so you don't even have to play, yeah. uh, let's say, Ri- um, Louisiana Tech, FIU, Rice, whoever yeah. is the 10 or whatever. Um, you get a bye if you're the four. But then let's say this team gets healthy and can make a run and let's say win three out of four and get the three seed. If you make the three seed, not only do you get a bye, all right, then you play, let's say, Marshall, Florida Atlantic, or FIU in the second round. So obviously that's not as hard as playing Western in the second right. round. Or even UTSA or Southern Miss in the second round. It's much easier. So that would be great. So then you win that game. You're in the semis. You play the two seed. You're going to have to obviously be a two seed anyway. And then a one seed. So theoretically, obviously. Yeah. Um, but you kind of just put off playing those good teams for another round, and then you only have to win two tough games instead of three. You make the seven seed, and you have to play. I mean, obviously, you play a twelve. Um, you play the twelve seed, which won't be hard per se. It'll just be, or I'm sorry, you play the ten seed, which will be like La Tech. Yeah. Let's say theoretically, it'll be someone in your pool. If you make the seven, you're gonna play someone else in your pool right off the bat, which is not gonna be an easy game. So that's already kind of a tougher game. Second round, you play the two seed if you're a seven seed. And you'll play, let's say, Western. So you have to go through three tough games. Yeah, that's a good to point. To win it that's all. That's a good point. That's a good instead point. Instead of only two. And this team's going to be healthy, like I said, by the second pool play game. Like, I think it's a pretty big deal. Because you could have gone, even if you go two and two, I think you probably get the four at worst and you get a bye. So that's why I'm, that's where I'm coming from in that it's easy to stay like, and I completely agree, it's important to get healthy. And I think that's the approach that needs to be taken. You have to get healthy. Uh, focus on yourself, start playing better basketball, and beat the teams in your middle pod so that way you get a six or a seven yeah. seed. So you don't have to, you know, have a super tough road, like a nine or whatever. But I just think these floor losses are so big. They're so big. And it sucks that Ryan went down. Because I think with Ryan they definitely beat FIU. I don't think it's a question. I think they beat FIU. I think with Ryan they're really close to beating FAU. Uh, I'm not sure, but they definitely win one of those games. That's my point. Yeah. So you win one of those games. You're in the top pod. You are up. You are yeah. You're the five still theoretically because Southern Miss has the tiebreaker. But you're gonna play all those teams again. If you go two and two, you get a three seed or four seed, and your road is much simpler than it is as a seven seed or a six seed. So that's my that's 
That's Bernie's that's, two cents. That's my two cents. I'm kind of kind of very concerned. I think these Florida games are way bigger than people are making them out to be. Does that make, is that? Yeah, no, I know. I mean, I guess I don't really think that they weren't. They're insignificant. But I think at this point, you can't really dwell on the past. Mm-hmm. You know, what I'm saying? obviously, obviously, getting the you're right. Pod one is good. I mean, you just went over the reasons why. But I mean, you ever you could sit here and say what ifs. There's no guarantee that they would have won the game. Ryan could have gone down in the FIU game. I mean. Lots of stuff could have happened, and Ryan's kind of been showing, you know, throughout games where he's been, you know, getting muscle strains just because he, he literally plays 40 yeah. minutes every night. So um, it was just a matter of time before an injury or a little, just fatigue a little tweak. caught up. Yeah, exactly. Something caught up to him. So, um, I mean, you could even argue that it's better it happened now and not later. You're right about so, that. So, yeah. So we'll see how it uh, plays out. The good thing is they have a game up on everybody else in their pod. Yeah. That's pretty big. They get, um, yeah, I just had the schedule up, Colin. Why'd you let me take it down? Here it is. So they have pool play starts on Saturday, so a week from their last game. So it starts on Saturday, February 23rd at Louisiana Tech. That's the toughest game. I think that's kind of the consensus is that going on the road, playing Louisiana Tech is the toughest game out of these four games. I'd agree. I'd agree with that. You have Daquan Bracey. You have Anthony Deruji. You have guys on that team that are long, can give this team problems. And athletic ten seed, right? Yes, as yeah. of right now, because tiebreakers, I believe. Oh, okay, ten okay. seed. That, but obviously, they're all seven and seven, all yeah. four teams. So it doesn't really matter, but it matters. So Louisiana Tech, I think, is definitely gonna be the toughest game, especially since we don't know the status of any of the players. Um, there'll be some talk about resting Ryan. There'll be some talk about resting Duffy, uh, resting Maya. It's we'll gonna it's gonna be interesting to see if they do go the resting route in terms of like Ryan and mm-hmm. Duffy, how fatigue affects the other players. Because I mean, you play forty minutes. I mean, you don't have anyone to throw out there if you rest somebody. Yeah. You rest Ryan and uh, Duffy. It's the same. It's the same thing. Even if you have Maya back, you just don't play Tope. So, um, that'll be interesting to see how you know, like especially for DJ and yeah, the only one Mike can. Give a rest to his mic. Or, I'm sorry, Maya can give him mic. Yeah, I can't. Can speak. give Mike rest. <laughs> I can't. Speak. But but without the lack of guards, my Mike's still gonna have to play that 40 minutes. All those. Yeah. Minutes, He'll have to play so, a lot. So um, yeah, that that Louisiana Tech game is gonna be tough. Then you have Florida Atlantic at home on Thursday. So that's even more time. I I said Wednesday. It's on a Thursday. Okay. Um, so that's an extra day. So <laughs> you're really 11 days away from playing that second pod game. I think health should be good. So it's at home against FAU. I think that's a very winnable game. Chris Stapleton looked really good for FAU. I mean, uh, FAU has some athleticism, has some strength to them. But if they're, if they're, North Texas is healthy, they're better than FAU. Yeah. I don't have a problem saying that. Um, then you have Marshall on Sunday, that next, that Sunday. Uh, Without Ryan, that's tough if, if Ryan's still on the back at that point. I think Ryan will be back. You're, you're so far away. That's, yeah, that's two, two weeks, weeks right? from today. Yeah. Two weeks from today, Ryan it's a groin. Warch, Ryan Ward should it's be healthy. There's no, there's everyone should be healthy by that point. It's a groin. They need everyone healthy. I'll say that. Yeah, they need everyone healthy. So at least you get Marshall at home again because we found out Marshall sucks on the road. So that yeah, they're awful on the terrific. road. That's, <laughs> so that's good. That's great. that's great. Thank you. Thank you, Conference USA. It should be a win. <laughs> should be a win. Um, then, but who knows? I mean, if Marshall, they have some seniors. They have some experience yeah. on there. They could just come out and play. John, John Elmore could off. come back and have a revenge game. They could just yeah. go super hard. I don't so. know. And then you have at FIU, and I think that will, that's going to decide a lot. That's going to decide a lot. I think because I think if you're two and one going into that game, 
FIU is a good team. They showed they have rim protection with their center that I can't say his name, but he's he him and him and we talked about ranking centers before. He's definitely top four with Zach. Um, I think Zach. Um, o, the o, the UTEP center and then um, Bassey. I think those are the top four. His rim protection is tremendous. He is very long, very impressive. Um, and then you have Bearden and you have a couple other guys for FIU that can score. But I think if North Texas is healthy, they beat that FIU team. So, again, you're going to be favored in three of the four at least. Yep. And that winning three out of the four will probably get you the six seed. Because another team would have to go 4-0. Because remember, they have a game up going into yeah. it. So if you go 3-1, and one, you're going to end up with 11 wins. And all these other teams have seven. They'd have to win. Go 4-0. So probably go, probably get the six seed if you go 3-1. and one. That'd be terrific. The, the best case scenario. That is best, best, best case, case scenario. obviously. Yeah. When you, the highest you can get is six. But you end up in the season, theoretically, if you win three out of four with 11-7 and seven conference record. I mean that's pretty. It's not bad. That's pretty good, man. I we take this team for granted a lot. We took last year's team less for granted, I'd say, because yeah. coming off, I mean Grant's first year, we didn't know what to expect. This year we had high expectations. There was always a sense of putting off, admiring this team. I guess I don't know what I don't know what the word is. There's always a there's always a sense of putting off, praising this team. I guess. Because conference or well, non-conference I, play, I don't, I don't, I don't know, I don't know about that because I just feel like this team has so much promise, and it just feels like setback after setback happens. Like preseason, we obviously talked about how great this team could be. Rose gets injured, Abdul gets injured, and then Abdul gets redshirted because of the injury. This team with Abdul is way better, just, I agree. Be, just with his size and length. Um, Rose without that injury, who knows? He could have been last year's Rose. So mm-hmm. I mean, you already start the season with some knocks, and then it it just continues to compound and now we're here and i mean i think i think if you look at it i mean i mean you could even you could argue that they outperformed their expectations if like with what they've had mm-hmm. and and what's and what's kind of been the uh the issue because they've always seemed to will themselves to win games yeah um because they haven't been able to shoot mm-hmm. so i mean there's praise there but it just so much more could have been. I think yeah, I think we're just so caught up in this season. I'm interested to see how this plays out because man, if they end up getting a six seed, I'm. If they get a six seed, they'll play Rice in the first round. That's huge. Yeah, that'd be. Gosh, that would be what's, amazing. What's interesting is I just want to see them make a run in the tournament. That's all yeah, I'm and to say. I don't really think you can count them out with all three of those guys back. I mean. You have to realize this team before these three losses was were first or second conference USA. They were tied for first. Yeah. Yeah, they were tied for first, and then you get two of the losses because of injury. I mean, basically. I mean, they were eight and three. Yeah. So, I think they are definitely a. I guess if you want to call them a dark horse, mm-hmm. um, just because they are in that second pod. Um, but yeah, I mean, you can't you can't sit here and be like, oh, this team's awful now. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. Yeah. Um, while we're on the subject of Conference USA, it's worth noting that our the team we have praised a lot on this podcast, UTSA, lost more their so last you two than games. me. Okay, uh, yes, I have praised a lot on this. Lost their last because he's games. from San Antonio. Okay, look, Colin, we don't need to get into this right now. I don't <laughs> semantics. Yeah, semantics. Sorry. Um, they lost to Louisiana Tech and Southern Miss um, to in their last two games this week. So, so, so UTSA dropped down. Look at the. I mean, if you look at the standings over here. So you have, I mean, ODU clearly eleven and three. They'd have to fall apart 
pretty pretty badly to not win the regular yeah, season. Yeah, ODU's just solid. Yeah, ODU's just a really solid team. I really again we just I like them. Western Kentucky, nine and five, Southern Miss, nine and five, UTSA, nine and five, and UAB eight and six. Let's let's you wanna do some predicting? Let's do let's do some predicting, Brian. All right, Colin. Uh how how is this how is this pool gonna play out? Tier one? Yeah, how's how's pool one? I think they call it pool. I think ODU keeps the one seed. WK, I mean, I, I think it'll just honestly play out the way it is. Oh, really? I don't really think anything gets well, mixed up outside of so UTSA ODU, possibly Western, just belting down. ODU, Western, Southern Miss, UTSA, UAB. That's your order? Basically. Oh, is there five teams in there? Yeah, there's five. Oh, U- that's completely don't forget, my fault. Don't forget thought, about UAB. For some reason, I thought there was only four. Don't forget about UAB. I actually forgot about Southern Miss, but I don't know how. Okay, uh... Okay, just kidding. No, I don't think that. I think it goes uh, Old Dominion, WKU. Give me UTSA and UAB over Southern Miss. I do like UAB's defense more than Southern Miss. Yeah. Um, Southern Miss has Southern Miss scores. is small. Yeah, I feel have, like that's going to hurt them in pod true. one because they have – there's. I mean, those teams there outside of Southern Miss are – I mean, I guess UTSA too, but UTSA is on another level scoring-wise. Yeah. Um, I, think, I think they get punished because of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll, I'll agree with you there. Let's. I'm gonna go into pod two though. Um, we already talked about it for the most part. Who do you see outside North Texas? Let's say North Texas. Let's eliminate them. Who's the favorite in pod two to win it? To come in sixth? That's tough because outside I, North Texas. because I want to believe in Marshall. <laughs> like like they have, they they're capable of yeah. of getting that sixth seed. But do I think they will? Mm, that's that remains to be seen. But I think. Uh, FIU maybe, mm-hmm. um, just because they've kind of been like under the radar for us. I feel like all season they have, and uh, it's not like they're a bad team. So I think I think they could surprise somebody. La Tech also. Um, yeah, what did La Tech do this weekend? Let's look. So La Tech they played UTSA and UTEP, and, and they, they won both, both those games yeah. um, at home. At home, they only lost to or by two to uh, Southern Miss. So, I guess I mean we always know Louisiana Tech has talent. Yeah, Louisiana Tech has talent. It's just all four of these teams outside North Texas. I mean, all four of these teams in Pool B, along with North Texas, have talent. Yeah, like they have. It's just putting it together for them. And FIU, you know, they have that full court press defense. They like running. They like speeding up the game. FAU's a little slower. La Tech has a lot of athleticism. Marshall has the scorers that are potent. And North Texas just needs to get healthy, and then they're the best defense in this pool, I think, by far. And I think that they might be the best shooting team in this pool if they can get healthy, if they can get going. Yeah. So, again, I think North Texas is probably favored to win the pool because I'd they have. Say so yeah, you because have, you they could, have a game advantage yeah, already. I don't really think you could say that they're not. But uh, the only way, way you could say they're not is if they're not healthy. I think. Yeah, so. I completely agree. I mean, obviously, but none of these other four guys. teams, none of these other four teams are gonna go like as I'm looking at it saying they're for sure gonna go three and one, or like four and zero. Oh. Yeah, I don't really, I don't see a four and zero singer for any team on on here. Me neither. Uh, and then the last pod, Rice, Marsh, Rice, and Middle Tennessee are both five and nine, and UTEP and Charlotte are three and eleven. So, Rice and Middle would have to like collapse, and they're not very like good teams, so they could very well collapse. Yeah, but. I don't. I don't really see it happening. I kind of like UTEP. I feel like UTEP's kind of got screwed in some games, like some close games. Maybe I'm wrong. I mean, let's take a look. So they lost against Southern Miss, 
by 30. <laughs> they lost against <laughs> Louisiana Tech by, by the 14. 14, yeah. They beat FIU by 10. Exactly. FAU, they lost by 12, 13. 13. And then, yeah, I mean. Okay. Well, I don't know about they that. lost to Marshall by 5. Lost yeah, we've, to, we've lost to ODU by 2. Lost to Middle by 3. And lost to UTSA by 4. There okay. you go. They just went two of those games. They're tied with Rice in the middle. I like UTEP, personally, but that's me. I don't know. And Charlotte has John Davis. Where's the Keith Frazier revenge game? <laughs> bring Keith Frazier back. Yeah, being great, being, Get, bring him give back. Give him eligibility back right now. <laughs> trade. Trade. <laughs> trade for him. You should be able to trade for someone's eligibility. Um, <laughs> gosh, damn it. You, you made me lose my train of thought. Sorry about these tangents. Who is the... Uh, What's the fourth tab we have on this? Oh, uh, expectations. Expectations. Ah, yes, because expectations are talked about a lot on um, social media, among fans, on message boards. Among ourselves. Among our, yeah, you know, I think everyone just talks about what should happen. Like what we do on this podcast. It's kind of what we do on this podcast. But anyways, people, do you think expectations for this team? All right, first, before I talk about this, I'm jumping around. But do you think the reaction... From fans, because we saw a lot of reaction on social media from fans yeah. after these last two losses, saying some uh, some harsh stuff on the team, like calling out Mike. I saw like three people call out Mike for having a bad game against uh, FIU, only scoring three points in 40 minutes. Um, calling out Grant for another you know end of the season struggle, even though there's still four games left. Um, yeah, I think those are pretty much the only two. People don't really know what happened to Duffy, even though I posted about it. But it was yeah. it was a VIP post. They don't they don't subscribe. Hey, one guy said that Grant should have played more than six guys. Oh, that's true. Someone did say someone that. did say that they wanted those John Wegger minutes. <laughs> Shaquem Al Sindor, put him in. Might as well burn the red shirt. <laughs> it's already burned. No, burn the the other red shirt. Oh yeah, just burn it all. I yeah. just can't believe how many people were like not suited up for that FIU game. It yeah, was literally they, seven people not suited up. Yeah, that, that's awful. But uh, expectation wise, I mean. The team was dealt a, a bad hand. <laughs> I mean, we, we, we talked about this. We talked about what would happen if Rose didn't. I mean, we don't know. Same with uh, Abdul. He could have been playing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you actually have... But narrow it down to the end of the season. End of the season. I mean, end of the season, this team we knew had a very small margin of error. Margin for error. Or yeah. However you say that. And because Ryan got injured, because... Like you said against FAU, they don't make certain shots. I mean, that margin of error will lose you lots of games if 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 you don't you know meet that that minimum level of whatever. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And when you ever you lose Ryan, I mean, that's gonna happen. And I think I don't really think there's an end of season collapse. You lost Ryan for two games. I mean, you're gonna lose the two games without Ryan. Yeah. And the one against WKU, it's WKU. So you were eight, like you said, you're eight and three, tied for the one seed. These last three games, I don't really see how. You could say outside of WKU that this team could have won all of them. That makes sense. You mean it kind of makes sense? Okay, so I, I'm saying <laughs> I don't I don't see how you could call this a collapse if North Texas. So you're saying against Western Kentucky, Western had more talent. Western had more talent, but North Texas had a chance because they were yeah okay they, so they they were healthy. They had yeah, Ryan. it was a winnable game, and they were yeah. healthy. Uh, but then the next two games, the injuries played a part and lost them those games for the most part. Yeah. So I mean, FAU like could have been a loss with Ryan, but who knows? Yeah. Um, yeah, I definitely don't think that. I don't. 
when I look at those FIU and FAU games, I said earlier that I feel like those are going to hurt them for losing them. But I definitely did not think that they were going to win those games when they were yeah, being played. I, I, I if, didn't. Well, I'm sorry. Once Ryan went down, right. I did not think they were going to yeah, win those games. Right. So I personally, as a watcher of basketball, did not <laughs> look at those games and be like. A spectator of the sport. Yeah, exactly. I did not watch those games and be like, oh, wow, North Texas is collapsing again. When you have right. six players play yeah, against and, FIU. And, and this is this is their starting five. Mo. DJ, so you have like a backcourt averages at like five ten. <laughs> you got you got Rose and Mike, Mike and Zach, and that that's that's your team. That's, Copay that's played eight team. minutes. That's the team. Yes. Yeah, that's that's your team to beat. I mean, if you threw that out there, also FIU played like ten guys. Yeah, and that. if you if you throw that out there, out there all season, do you expect this team just to be world beaters? I mean, North Texas wins games because they play really hard. And, they and, have that, depth. and that and that goes a long and way in college basketball. And they play defense. Yeah, playing hard goes a long way in college basketball, and you can only play so hard. But I think I think <laughs> that, and then having, I don't know how to say this, but the defensive intensity. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, play hard. Yeah, play, play with hard. intensity. Uh, the never never execution. take your foot off the gas. Right. Exactly. I think that um, fundamentals. All, yeah, the fundamentals are always sharp with this team, and I think Ryan Woolridge has taken advantage of that maybe more than anyone else just because of his his instincts and his ability to get to the paint, his ability to intercept passes. I think so then once you take that away, then this team is really restricted in what they can do on both ends of the court. So um I like I said earlier, those two losses, to me you can't judge the team off of those two losses, but I think those two losses are gonna hurt them. So that's my that's my whole stance on that. No, oh, yeah, I completely agree. Um is it concerning to you that i mean last year what they lost like i don't even know four of the last five or something like that mm-hmm. now this year they've lost what was it six of the last ten yeah is it is that is that concerning to you i don't think so i mean last so. year last season's team was depleted because i mean you cut a couple guys you bring in whoever you could at that time and the team was trying to adopt a new philosophy mm-hmm. new you know Complete. I mean, new coaching staff. There you go. Just put it that way. New coaching staff. So it takes time to to get adopt, or adapted to, and it's not like their games that they lost were because they missed shots or whatever. It was because they just. I mean, they just didn't have the players to win games against those higher tier teams. Yeah. This season, you lose two games because of injury. Yeah. Uh, the Western game. It's Western. Yeah. And then who's the fourth? The the first loss of the, in this. They lost to ODU. They lost to UTSA on that. Buzz on that game winner. Okay, UTSA, they're not bad. No. ODU, it's ODU. I mean, I mean, you can't sit here. Oh, and they lost to UAB. But the, okay, the UAB, yeah, the UAB one's the only questionable one to me. But everything else, I mean, it could. It's not like you can't sit here and be like, yeah, North Texas wins that game nine times out of ten against any of those teams. I don't think you can sit here and say that they were favored. At least in my mind, they weren't favored in any of those games. So, so, so make your make your point. My point is that I can't see how you can sit here and be like, this team collapsed when they just played good teams down the stretch. They had a tough schedule. Because, okay, here's what. So, yeah, you can't say this team collapsed because, A, they're not the most talented team right. in, this, in this conference. They lost a couple games because of injuries. Um, they would be in Pool A if not for those injuries. And we could 
they could very well have come in third in the conference. We don't know that. Right. So, yeah, I mean, I, I agree with all that. I agree that you can't go into this with too high of expectations. And coming going into pool play now, coming off these two losses, I think expectations need to be two and two, three and one, make the sixth seed, the seventh seed, and then you can make a run in the tournament. As long as you avoid Old Dominion, I think, until the which end. you would if you were a six or a seven. Yeah. So that's the good news. Um, nobody in this conference is unbeatable. That's the good news as well. I think mm-hmm. only Old Dominion is really good. I think everyone else is just good. Western Kentucky is good. UTSA is good. Um, everyone else is solid. Um, so anyone can beat anyone. That's what I'm trying to say. Western Kentucky can't really shoot. Everyone has their everyone has their flaws. So yeah, as long as you avoid Old Dominion until the championship game, I think there's a chance for anybody to make a run. I mean, we saw Middle Tennessee last year losing the for, for in their to first Miss. game to Southern Miss. So even when there was a dominant force in the conference, it doesn't always turn out that way. So yeah. um, that's that's my take on that. Um, there's going to be so they they don't play until Saturday, Colin. Yeah, there's, there's a long break. Oh, what am I gonna do? When's the spring game for football? I, I don't know. know. I have to find it. It's it's, it's coming up. It's okay. coming up. Um, <laughs> no, because I'm, I'm trying to figure out what, what else I'm going to write. Oh, yeah. Sign up for 24-7 Sports VIP. Sub, a subscription. Call subscription, it. sorry. I just call it VIP because it's shorter. Well, it is VIP. It is. It is. Um, yeah, we... I'm trying to think of what, what we missed. I think we got everything. Uh, any other trades you would make? Any other trades? No. What would it? Would it take? What would it take? See, I think it'd be more likely to trade for Keaton, Keaton Wallace than it would be Javon Jackson. <laughs> Why are we doing? You're this? not trading for. Why are we you're not trading for Javon trades? Jackson. Bruni, Bruni's still dreaming right now. But <laughs> Bruni's still in his. Dream I don't world. think I've ever dreamt about like a North Texas basketball situation before. I think that was my first time, so it was just kind of weird. And thing is, I was like sitting on the bench. You should. They should just suit Bruni up. Bruni, Bruni could go out there. <laughs> they only have six guys, man. Just put you me just, in, just coach. Just throw him in. He's, this a, is he's my, eligible for a year. This is my this is my plea to Coach McCaslin. If you are listening to the podcast, which I know you're not, but if you are, <laughs> I have. I think I have eligibility, and I'm pretty good. Listen, he's five seven. All, the people at the rec call him uh, John Stockton. All I'm saying is, bring me off the bench for like five minutes. I guarantee you, I hit one three. I'm not joking. No, no, I. I'm not joking you. at all. I hit one three. I guarantee you. I'll take like two or three. I'll hit one. I promise. So, play I'm some s- play subpar defense. Oh, I'll will not play defense. I'm a really bad defender. That's what I've come to realize. I, it's it's not that I don't have awareness. Like I'm really smart defensively. Like I know where to help. Like where to the pass is going. Is it because you're shorter? Than it's most? just because I'm a. I'm five seven, five eight. Five eight. Um, secondly, I'm pretty slow. Like I, I'm not super quick, so I struggle with that. that so I have quickness. To, I have to guess on some stuff. Uh, but yeah, so it, it's a it's would, a. Would, would you get a layup? What do you mean? Could you, could you make yourself be crafty for a sec just to get a little nice little layup in there? I don't think so. Don't I'm, think I'm not going inside the arc. That's bottom line. <laughs> that's bottom. Line. That's bottom. Line. That's I'm bottom not going line. inside the arc. So. There, there's that. All right, there's his plea. Um, he'll be ready to uh, suit up for practice on Monday. Yeah, let me know, Grant. Let um, me know. Let me. <laughs> um, all right, Colin. Anything else you got? I don't. I don't have anything else. I think we're good. Um, I really enjoyed talking about, tr- kind of calming myself down because 
it was kind of frustrating. I was really excited to do this podcast after seeing everyone be like freaking out on Twitter. I think there needed to be some clarity given. I think we yeah, gave that clarity. There's 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 a lot of context that that is coming has come with these last you know three games. So. I agree. And even though we weren't in North Texas, is not in Pod A. I'm still gonna enjoy this very much. This pod play. It starts on Saturday. North Texas plays at Louisiana Tech. I don't remember where they play at, but or I'm sorry, what channel they play at, or where you can stream it. But we'll get all that information. I will write some more stuff, so be sure to follow us, follow along with my stories, with Colin's photos at MeanGreen247.com. You're welcome, co-host. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, you're I've never been so happy. You're you're a co-host. Congratulations. Um, yeah, make sure to keep up with our stuff on MeanGreen247. On 24-7 Sports, follow us on Twitter at CJH Mitchell for Colin, um, at Matt Bruni 25 for me. Uh, Twitch is Bruni's Breakdown Pod, or no, Bruni's underscore Breakdown. SoundCloud is Bruni's Breakdown Podcast. Apple is Bruni's Breakdown Podcast. Be sure to leave us a review. Yeah, we like reviews. We got a review. We got a review. Shout out to you, uh, reviewer. We got one review, <laughs> and uh, we're shouting out everybody on this podcast. Yeah, right? if anyone writes a review, good or bad, you're getting shouted out. <laughs> No, Tell it us has for the word. It has to be good. No, 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 it no, be no, no, no. I'm not trying to have a low rating. Any exposure is good exposure. That's that's not true when it's a bad rating. Give us a rating too. Forgot yeah, to mention that. But it has to be five stars. Yeah, that's 100 percent true. Actually, I'll take a four and a half star. We're not we're not the best. Listen, for what we well, are, actually, we are the best. What, North Texas for what we are. We're the five best. Stars. North Texas sports podcast. We're the best. Is, you heard it here first. Is that it? I don't we're know. the best. I mean, come on, people. <laughs> Let's be real. Um, All right. Yeah. What else? Wait, we didn't plug everything. We have to plug something else. I forget. I feel like we need to have like a like in the middle of the pod to get like the like commercial a break pre-recorded thing. one. Yeah, like a pre-recorded like, like. If you're like, listening to this, please follow us on Twitter. No, it'll be like brought to you by Twenty Four Seven Sports <laughs> VIP, where it's like one eight hundred flowers on ESPN. Exactly. Anyways, I think that's it, Bruni. Yeah. Nobody else wants. Nobody wants to listen to us ramble. All right. Um, um, for Matthew Bruni. I'm Colin Mitchell. Man, I'm a co-host co- now. My co-host is just so, uh, taking all the spotlight already. All right. See y'all for LaTeX.